Hey y'all, before we jump into today's episode, we would like to invite you to a special event we're hosting on May 30th called Women in Whiskey. Join us for an adult field trip filled with Southern fun at the Jack Daniels Distillery right here in our home state of Tennessee. Get ready to learn while sipping. We will be taking a private tour of the distillery, enjoy a barbecue lunch on the beautiful hillside, and partake in early happy hour with cocktails provided by Jack Daniels as we listen in on a conversation with women who work in the industry. The conversation will be led by yours truly, your hosts of the Steel Magnolias podcast. Learn more about the event at steelmagnoliaspodcast.com. You can grab your tickets there and we cannot wait to see you on May 30th. And now on with the show. Hey guys, real quick announcement before we jump into today's show. As you know, for a variety of reasons, not all families will be able to be with each other physically this Thanksgiving. When we've asked friends what they're planning to do as far as gathering with loved ones, some are quarantining, some are meeting in person, some are gathering outside around heaters, others are having dinner together using video calls. All of our situations are unique, but we are confident that we can come up with some good solutions that will allow us to gather around the table and celebrate food. And to do that, we have partnered with TakeThemAMeal.com, and we are giving away a $75 gift card for a traditional family turkey meal sent to a loved one. Check it out at our podcast Instagram page. Come on in! like a little bit more country like well hey y'all kind of <laughs> moment just because it seemed thematic um for our topic today i didn't go where we, cow- we've got the southern accents but we didn't get the musical gift no i almost <laughs> wore my cowboy boots though because i got the cowboy boots that you handed down to me that are yes they are pretty cute primo well we are excited today to be um just I don't know, in the presence of Zooming with, how do you, how do you set up interviews these days? Um, Yeah, with the wonderful ladies that we're calling the new ladies of country. And we invited them on to just chat through some of the things that are just happening in country music right now from their perspective. And we really feel like, um, you know, every industry has been touched by COVID-19 and we thought, you know, let's not forget the musicians. That's right. Being and, part of our Southern culture. And so we are, um, yeah, just excited to to have some new friends on today. So Lainey, I'm going to let you go ahead and introduce first. All right. Well, there, our first guest is a country singer-songwriter, Precious Lauren Massetti. Am I saying that right, Massetti? Yes, you are. You yes. are. <laughs> Lauren is, oh gosh, she vaulted into the national spotlight this year with her album, God Made a Woman. It hit number four on iTunes Country albums, and she was also on American Idol this year. Her um, single with that name, God Made a Woman, hit number 18 after her appearance on American Idol. And she is an accomplished songwriter. She's written with many other great writers. Um, she composed all the songs on her album, which was pr- produced by Grammy winner, Sean Camp. 
and it was named one of the best albums of 2020 by Saving Country Music. So we are so glad to have you with us, Lauren. Well, thank you for having me. I, I really appreciate it. She's been performing since she was seven. That's crazy. <laughs> That's yeah. amazing. And you've been on the Grand Ole Opry, the Key West Songwriters Festival, plenty of time in Branson. I know you're going to have some good stories for us. <laughs> well, um, thank you guys so much for having me again. Um, I really, the thing that started um, my music career from the time I was really little, I was raised by my grandparents, raised and adopted by my, my Nana and my Papa. And um, from the time I was wee little, they knew I loved music. I loved to sing. Um, Nana would let me stay up late at night and watch uh, the Statler Brothers show and, and all the classic artists on there. Crystal Gale was my spirit, spirit animal. And, <laughs> and, uh, and so like, I don't know, I always knew I loved music and I grew up singing in my church and um, it kind of got the ball rolling when I was eight years old. I, I started getting voice lessons from a woman who sang in our choir and her name was Cheryl Jameson. And I, I just thought she was like a rock star or something. And this rock star was giving me singing lessons. And and uh, so it, it was a lot of fun. And, and from then on, I, I Nana drove me wherever and I was just kind of stuck on stage and sang, you know, and wow. any, anywhere anybody would have me. And, and so I really started primarily in gospel music, but mm -hmm. I grew up with a love of uh, traditional country anyway. And, mm -hmm. and so, I don't know, that's, that's one really cool thing about um, country music is that it's kind of integrated in gospel and you can do that's both great. and it's still considered country music. So, but, uh, I yeah. think that's one of the reasons it works so well in Nashville. Yeah. Because there's a really nice blend of people of faith here that love right. country music. So that's it just seems right. to work here. So, um, well, Lauren, we're excited to have you. And also with us is Anna Christina Cash. Anna is married to John Carter Cash, the only son to, to Johnny Cash and June Carter Cash. She is an American singer-songwriter. She was raised in Miami, Florida by her Cuban parents who moved to the United States in the early 1960s during the onset of the revolution. Growing up listening to a multitude of genres, she has um, she considered her influence an eclectic array of inspiration from gritty blues and jazz to pop country. That is an array. It sure is. <laughs> It's been quite a trip for me. Yes. Yes. Um, so she has just released Melikiliki Maka. I practiced that yeah. many times. Um, it's a lively song. I'm sure many of you have heard it before from Bing Crosby's version of it. But it's just a lively, dreamy, tropical melody of um, lyrical sentiments. And it means Merry Christmas. So what yes. a perfect time of year to be releasing that. So welcome, Anna Christina. Thank you so much. It's great to be here and, you know, just so excited to be putting something really fun out there during this time, especially something, we, you know, after the follow-up of my album, Shine, I wanted to release a holiday single. So really exciting. That's awesome. Well, like I said, you can't, you were um, raised in Miami. So tell us, Anna Christina, just a little bit about getting to Nashville. Like what in the world got you here? <laughs> so I made like a huge round trip around the country before I got here. So I was raised in Miami, Florida. And again, like you said, by my, by my Cuban parents, um, in the 1960s, when Castro took power of Cuba, there was huge unrest. Everyone was really scared. 
there was fear that, um, you know, that the teenagers were, were going to be indoctrinated into communism and sent to Russia. It was a rumor. So my grandparents were horrified, just terrified. And so my father came um, and lived in foster care for a while with a Catholic organization that helped him out, um, that partner with the CIA. So before his parents even came, he and my uncle came to this country um, basically because of this program was their only chance. And he lived in foster care for a while until his, until his parents came. Then my mother actually um, worked in a few labor camps and on the onset of communism. It was a really hard life. Um, my great-grandmother hid my grandfather's visa, so they, they had to stay longer because she it was her last youngest son or something like that and she felt selfish and wanted to hold on to him so it's it's a really crazy like soap opera of a story so they made it here and long story short um, my mom and dad met in Miami I have two older sisters I was born I love to perform like my entire life I started in school and choir youth fairs and I started performing on this variety show um which is the longest running variety show in history called Sabado Gigante, which means giant Saturday. Um, it, was, it was very colorful and very fun. And they had these little kid, kid segments that were like competitions, but also they had little musical numbers. So it was kind of a mix between Star Search and Mickey Mouse Club, if you could imagine what that was. <laughs> anyway, so by the time I reached 15 years old, I signed my first major record deal with Sony Music Latin because that, that was the opportunity that I had. Their office was in Miami at the time and my demo got into the hands of one of the A&R people there. So I toured Latin America. I did a full blown um, Spanish speaking record first, worked with several Grammy award winning producers. And you know, when the, the label merged with BMG, um, I found myself without a label because they were focusing on their larger acts, you know? So it was, so I was independent for a while and got a journalism degree from Florida International University and um, ended up singing at a lot of um, large events in Miami. Like I sang at the presidential inauguration in 2005 and in 2006, I was invited to sing at the White House for Hispanic Heritage Week. Wow. Thank you. So then I decided to move to California. This is a very long story, like I said. And over there, I just, I started casting for acting roles, um, got a few. I started doing, just gigging, doing a lot of work out there, doing a lot of studio work and just every kind of work I could find really. So I was just really trying to make it out there. And I worked on my album, The West Coast Sessions, which is a pop soul record out there with a producer named Chris Price. And that was released around I'd say 2015 that was released. Um, but from there um, to Nashville, wow. So my husband and I met randomly at a bar, at, actually at the Sunset Marquee Hotel, which was right down the street from where I was. And we just started chatting, you know, and we became friends, exchanged, uh, exchanged information. And he did not come back to visit Los Angeles till nine months later. And like nothing was romantic at the time. We were just friends and it was very platonic and we were just pretending we didn't even like each other. And <laughs> <laughs> so then he came back and he's like, I'd like to ask you out to dinner just like nine months after maybe texting every now and then. I'm like, okay, sure. Like whatever. So then we realized we really had that connection. And then we started dating long distance after a little while. And then, you know, the relationship started becoming very serious. And then I moved to Nashville, um, got engaged, got married had a baby who's three now, um, Grace June, and I've been in Nashville ever since. And I, this is a crazy story, um, but I live in Hendersonville, Tennessee. Right. 
in 2007, I came to visit Nashville for the first time because I was supposed to work with a producer out of Hendersonville. So the first place <laughs> I stayed in in Nashville was not Nashville proper. It was in the Hyatt place in Hendersonville. And I remember driving around and being like, oh, wow, this is a cool little town. It's quiet. You know, and there was even less back then than, <laughs> than there is now. Yeah. And little did I know that years later I would actually live here. So wow. life is very weird like that. Wow. And the cash family rates in Hendersonville go, go back. <laughs> Absolutely. And I remember even on that trip, I had done the whole backstage Opry tour and I've since then performed on the Opry several, several times. And it's, it's been like a very surreal experience to kind of have everything come full circle. That's yeah. awesome. Was it pretty quickly in meeting your husband that he mentioned who his mother and father were? No, he didn't tell me for a while, actually, okay. which, is, <laughs> which was crazy. We really had a genuine connection. And once he did, I was like, okay, that's cool. You know what I mean? But I'm not someone that's very easily Im impressed by celebrity. I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of weird like that. And I, I always worked in the studio with lots of just different people and different artists and everything. So that's just something that's been very normal my whole life. But um, we connected on a spiritual level, I would say first, and then as friends, and I think because we had such a slow progression in our friendship and in our relationship that that's why it's worked. That's so. awesome. That's so cool. Well, Lauren, I want to ask you about just the new set or the sound of country music right now. Like what, what, what are you hearing? What are you sensing uh, the sound is right now? Well, you know, <laughs> for me, Country music, the definition is so, um, I don't even know if there really is a definition to country music anymore anyway, but um, I don't know. There, to me, country music has always just been about songs about real life that everybody, the working person, everyday life can relate to. And, and um, I guess that part hasn't changed. Um, you know, it, there's still songs about the human condition uh, stylistically, um, with there being such a strong pop and even like a hip hop R&B influence in um, mainstream country music. Um, I, I think there's a lot of that going on. I think there's a lot of that in mainstream country music. Um, the, the kind of country that I've always gravitated to is traditional. I, I'm a huge Emmylou Harris fan, Dolly Parton, Loretta Lynn, you know, like, um, and another one is Linda Ronstadt who, oh, yeah. you know, whenever she did record country music, it was like that really rootsy traditional sound. And, and those are the, the women in country that I really, really look up to. And, and I've always just kind of wanted to stay true to that. Um, Good so my you. heart, <laughs> well, like I, I just love it so much and, you know, to, to each his own and everybody's taste is different. And, you know, anybody that's having success in country music, you know, that's, that's just wonderful. You know, it's just, I don't know, there's something about that traditional sound and, and I guess now they're kind of calling it Americana, like the, yeah. the more traditional country is now called Americana. I don't know, but I don't know. Usually when I hear a song and I really like it, I like it. So <laughs> it's, there's so many definitions though. I don't even know if you can, can define what country is right now, but as far as mainstream country goes, a lot of it has like the, the pop and the hip hop and R&B influences. Yeah. But that's, that's what I'm hearing anyway. Yeah. Um, Anna, Christina, what do you think? What are some of your, uh, sort of your influences 
musical influences and kind of what are you thinking that the sound of country is? Well, my influences as a person are extremely eclectic just because of where I've lived in my life. So not only did I grow up listening to Latin music artists like Gloria Estefan, who did, who bridged the crossover between the Latin world and American pop. And she was a pioneer in that aspect. And people like Shakira, who, who at the, you know, always wrote her own songs. She was a very strong female presence in my life. I also listened to a lot of 90s country, like Leanne Rimes was um, very powerful to me in my youth. I remember just listening to her voice and being like, wow, because I, I listened to a lot of country music in Miami, Florida. We had 999 Kiss Country and I listened to it all the time. And just the truthful songs really resonated with me and people like Patsy Cline, like Loretta Lynn, who's worked so much also here at the Cash Cabin studio and has become so much like a, of a mentor to me. It's unbelievable. Like she really has taken the time to mentor me as a songwriter and as, as an artist, she's a friend. Um, just so much like um, the Shania's and the Faith's also that, that crossed into pop and country as well. Like I was very deeply influenced by that as well as jazz singers, um, a lot of Joe Stafford, a lot of Ella Fitzgerald, Etta James. So I lean a lot towards the rootsy bluesy kind of vocals in my stylings as well. That is awesome. That is eclectic. That is like everything yeah. you've just defined. <laughs> I don't know a better word than eclectic. It sure Yeah, is. I just, I just, you know what, I just kind of, I kind of do what I feel. And I, I'm a big believer in the song. I feel that if a song sounds good with just a guitar or just a piano, one instrument, um, I think if, it, if the song can stand on its own with one instrument, that means it's amazing. Yeah, agree. I don't know if that makes any sense. I, I don't feel yeah. like you need a. No, I, I agree, hundred yeah. <laughs> percent. <laughs> well, Lauren, yeah. you do a lot of you write most of your own stuff. Is that right? That's yeah, true. I do. Yeah. <laughs> what do you look for? Like, what's what, what is how? Where do you get your inspiration? Well, um, I don't know. Usually I, I always say for the most part, my inspiration comes through my life experiences and, and, um, I don't know, I, I get inspiration from a lot of things. A lot of times if I'm kind of stuck, I'll try to discover music that's like new to me. Um, not necessarily like new music, but, um, music that I've never heard before. A lot of times it, it kind of um, lights a fire, kind yeah. of inspires me to like come up with something different or, um, you know, I read or, or something like that to kind of get my mind going. Um, but I don't know, usually it does come from uh, human experiences, whether it's something I'm experiencing currently or something that I've gone through in the past. And I just feel like chances are if I've gone through it, you know, everybody's gone through it. And a lot of times I'll take poetic license on a few things, but um, I don't know. Usually that's where it comes from. Yeah. Well, I, I want to jump in real quick because I did read that you are a registered nurse as well. I am. So <laughs> yeah. I'm wondering, like, I mean, you're considered one of the frontline workers in this worldwide pandemic. So I'm just kind of wondering, are you feeling some song coming through some of the stuff that you've been seeing and working in? I am. Um, actually, I, I just posted a video to um, all my social media uh, of a song that I uh, just wrote called giving it all to you. Um, and I don't know, it's this year, it, it's been really exciting for me. American idols opened so many doors and, yeah. and I've gotten a larger following on social media than I ever thought I'd have. And just knowing that there's that many people listening to my music, I'm 
beyond grateful. I can't even express it. I'm just really honored. And, and, um, but another thing that this year has brought on is this terrible disease. And, and, um, it's just being in the hospital and I, I'm a night shift worker and, and there's just such a heaviness right now. And I mean, even somebody that, I mean, thank you, Lord, I'm mentally healthy for the most part. Like, it's just been a really heavy year. And, um, as far as like, you know, just, just really feeling down and, and, um, seeing so many people suffering and, um, I don't know, it's, it's just a lot of mixture of emotions and life is so different for everybody right now. Um, but I was really feeling it one night and, and I wrote giving it all to you and, um, just kind of my outcry to the Lord, like, you know, I'm, I'm just giving it all to you and, and that's all we can do really. And, um, so yeah, that, that has come out of it. I'm sure there's going to be more songs. I've been working a lot. So yeah, (laughs) but it is interesting how sometimes the hardest stuff brings, brings out the best songs. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. Now, Lauren, do you play as well? Like different instruments? I do. I I play piano and I play guitar, mostly guitar. I'm okay. I'm a lot more insecure about my piano playing, but um but mostly guitar and for a lot of years um I I took mandolin lessons as well and I by no means am I Ricky Skaggs, but I do play mandolin too. <laughs> but mostly my my primary instrument is guitar. Got it. Love it. Anna Christina, what about you? What are you looking for when you're looking in, into what song you're going to record next? Well, I, I'm a writer and, you know, just I'd like to sit down and really just think about kind of what like where I am in life at the time. And if there's some, a, a message that I want to give or a message that I want to say, like a, a big one for me um, off of my last Shine record, which I wrote pretty much the majority of the tracks for was the single Broken Roses. I really felt at the time that I need to come out with that one first as a single because it addressed mental health issues. So it was released on World Mental Health Day and I partnered up with change.org to kind of help break the stigma and create awareness for mental health. So um, in the video, it shows a very real depiction of a relationship falling apart due to one uh, of the partners suffering from mental health and from substance abuse. So I, I, tend to like to have a message. I feel like I believe in a higher power. Clearly I I believe in God and I feel that I'm here and I was put on this earth to, to communicate. I feel that as artists we're vessels and communicators. So I kind of just, I kind of have an antenna, I think like most artists do. And I, I kind of, I, I hear what I need to hear and I do as I'm told (laughs) and I don't know where it comes from, but um, you know, and usually I just have the help of a guitar and, and some piano. I'm the same way. I'm not like by any means this glorious pianist, but I can write songs on piano and perform. Um, but really, and I love Nashville for the reason that it's so collaborative. People just love to co-write here too. And I've had so much fun making friends during that process. And I think it's really important to be open to ideas and, you know, um, First of all, Lauren, I just I just want to say thank you for all of your work. I mean, Aww, just being a frontline worker you. during this time, you're you're one of our heroes. So, oh, God bless you. Thank you. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, I'm sure you don't hear that enough. So, thank you for saying that. Thank, Aww, you. thank you so much. Um, well, that 
was a great segue to my next question that you already brought up, Anna Christina. So I'll let you answer it first. Talking about collaborations, let's dream a little. You can just throw out okay. whether you <laughs> uh, whether you've made the connect or you just hope to. Who are some of the people that would be kind of your ultimate collaborators? Wow, um, I really got into Rufus Wainwright early um, because of his songwriting abilities. I know it's, it's an, again, a very interesting choice, but I love the melancholy, um, just kind of the, he, he's not typical in his writing. For some reason, he has a lot of just minor chords and just very interesting sounds. And I feel like he'd be someone interesting to speak to um, on a songwriting level. I think females, um, you know, there, there are so many, really, it's, it's hard to really <laughs> think, but, um, I, I don't know right now. It's, it's yeah. interesting. Yeah. I, it probably changes season to season, just like you so. were saying with the songs that you're interested in writing, you know, there's going to be yeah. times where you might be dreaming of going to sing with someone that's different from the previous year. So. Well, I will say I, I do like, um, Cam's recent work on her project. I, I thought her songwriting was excellent on that. And she's, she's a great songwriter. So I think she'd be a great collaborator. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's cool. Well, what about you, Lauren, if you could dream a little on a collaboration? <laughs> well, um, I don't know my, whenever I moved to Nashville, my, my number one dream collaboration is with or was with Matresa Berg, who um, wrote uh, Strawberry Wine, You and Tequila Make Me Crazy. And even back when I lived in Ohio, um, I had her records, uh, uh, especially The Dreaming Fields, which um, have just, it's one of my favorite records ever. And, and um, anyway, through, you know, word of mouth and mutual friends, um, somehow by the grace of God, we got together and, and um, so I've written a couple songs with Matresa and she and her husband, Jeff Hanna from the Nitty Gritty Dirt Band have become really good friends. Um, and then that's another way I, I met my sweetheart, Sean Camp. He's um, the producer of my record, but um, we met writing songs and fell in love. And so that was a cool collaboration. Um, <laughs> and um, I don't know, I would say probably kind of within that realm, um, I'm a huge Gretchen Peters fan. And, and I've met her like a handful of times, like doing things with Sean and stuff, but I would love to write a song with Gretchen Peters. Um, I feel like, um, our writing styles, we have a lot in common. Um, I write cause I'm, I write a lot by myself. Uh -huh. And, um, so when I do co-write, like my Nana always used to make fun of me. I have two speeds, slow and stop. And, <laughs> and so like, whenever I write songs, a lot of times, like, I don't know. It, it takes me a long time to, to come up with things like sometimes when I'm in a co-write, like in on the spot, um, like when I'm writing by myself, a lot of times, especially when it's a God thing, it's kind of like Anna Christina was saying, there's an antenna coming up. And mm -hmm. a lot of times um, the songs that I'm most proud of come like just out of my control within like 15 minutes and it's there. And I'm, yeah. those are usually the songs I'm most proud of, but whenever I'm co-writing with other people, a lot of times it's like a slower thought process for me. Cause I'm like, I don't know. I, I grew up writing by myself. And so it's, I'm still trying to, after years of being here, I'm still trying to get used to the co-write thing. It's very different. 
Um, but I heard Gretchen Peters um, in a radio interview one time talking about how she usually writes by herself. And whenever she's in a co-write, she has to warn the other co-writer, hey, just so you know, you need to go really slow because I'm slow. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, I'm the same. <laughs> and like, I don't know, I, I'm just such a huge fan of her writing. Um, so I don't know, Gretchen Peters for sure. Or Dolly Parton, or Emmy Lou Harris, or Linda Ronstadt, because they're all goddesses to me. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, good. Um, well, let's let's close out some of our music discussion, just talking about some projects that you guys are working on. But then we also have a few Southern questions because that's who we are. We're just Southern girls, so we have to ask <laughs> y'all a few Southern questions before we let you go. But um, Anna Christina, we mentioned your single and your new album, Melikilikimaka, that's out, but you can just tell us anything that you're working on right now. Sure. So I'm working on continuing to promote my full length Christmas album, my Christmas collection. And again, also just talking about my album, uh, my full length album shine that was released this April in the middle of the pandemic as well. Um, but I'm working on an EP that's more of like a country pop situation um, as a follow up to shine. So that's really fun. And I hope to work on a jazz project at some point, you know, and kind of just take a, a little bit of a departure to do something creative and do more of like a jazz vocal album. So that, very that sounds amazing. You struck yourself really well. <laughs> well, I, I think I just have ADD. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, Lauren, what about you? What are you working on right now? Well, right now I'm still uh, continuing to promote God Made a Woman that was released earlier this year. And um, my second single from that, uh, Losing My Mind, just came out a few weeks ago. And I just released my very first music video. I'd never done one before. And and so it's Losing My Mind. It's available on all of my socials and on YouTube. Um, but I don't know. I, I have a surprise single coming out maybe in, in January or February. So. I don't know. We'll see, but That's fingers crossed. <laughs> that is awesome. Well, what are some of y'all's favorite places in the South? And I'm going to keep that really broad. You can tell me like cities or restaurants or what, just favorite places, Lakes, whatever it is. What are some of your favorites? We'll start okay. With so I'm, I'm in love with Savannah, Georgia. That's where I took my bridal photos. And I love um, the old pink house. It's a really cute restaurant and it's all pink. And I have this thing with pink. I'm just extremely feminine. And if I could make my whole kitchen pink, I think my husband would kill me. But like, I, I just absolutely love pink. And I got married um, in Charleston, which I absolutely love. And I love just kind of like the cobblestone streets in the French Quarter and the just the beautiful pastel colors. And there's, you know, just so much about the South and just here in Tennessee, like I'm in love with trees. So I've, I feel like I couldn't live in a better state because there, there are trees everywhere. And I'm just like, you know, one of those tree people. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Good answers. I love all of those. Well, Lauren, what about you? Some of your favorite spots in the South? Well, let me see. I love Gulf Shores, Alabama. That's, <laughs> yeah. I, I've been there uh, one time and it was not long enough, but <laughs> But I definitely want to go back. It was beautiful. Um, I don't know. I the the places in the South that I like are places like Florida. I guess that would be considered. I mean, the South. I I'm a huge tropical lover. So like anywhere with like a beach and palm trees, probably Gulf Shores. But um, I'm trying to think. 
It's really um, hard to top that beautiful sand of the yeah. Place. It really is. It's it's yeah. like none other. It really is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Well, um, just around the corner is Thanksgiving. And so that is sort of a epitome of Southern hospitality and hosting. So we were just curious from your perspective, is there like a dish that's like, it's not Thanksgiving until you see a particular dish on the table? Or is there anything that you're going to be cooking this year? So Anna, Christina, anything that you're just like, oh, I got to have this. Yeah. Are you the host? Are you the hostess or do you go somewhere? Well, I'm the hostess this year. Normally we go to Florida, um, South Florida to visit my family and we um, go to Parkland where my sister Eileen lives and we we sit there with with her kids and my other sister. And usually it's a big deal, but you know, my parents are like 70 and 75 and no one's really getting together. And we're just, we're kind of locked down in Tennessee right now. So other than my little daughter, I have three older stepchildren. So we're kind of just going to do a Thanksgiving at the house uh, late at night, but it is not Thanksgiving until there's sweet potato casserole topped with marshmallows. <laughs> so I, that to me, and then I, I put cranberry on everything. I'm just like the worst cranberry person. I will put it on everything I put on my plate and like eat it with it. So, but I, I'm a big cook. I cook all the time. I actually did a segment on social media called in the kitchen with Anna that I plan on bringing up again. Um, because I'm in the kitchen. I, I cook every single day of my life and, and, you know, it's just very exciting to me. And I have the food network app and with the sweet potato casserole and the corn pudding and all of that. I'm just so excited. It's my favorite holiday because there are no expectations for presents. Everyone just gets to eat. So <laughs> eat, snack, <laughs> and watch football. Yes. <laughs> so I can really, um, well, as far as my Thanksgiving plans, I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm working on Thanksgiving. So, um, yeah, things are a little bit different mainly because of COVID. Um, we're here in Nashville and, and my family's up in Ohio and, and my, uh, part of my family is in the medical field as well. My, my aunt. And, um, so I don't know, we'll, we'll probably be apart for Thanksgiving, but, uh, normally it's not Thanksgiving for me unless there is stuffing or dressing and, um, that's my favorite. And I don't know if this is just like a weird thing that we do in the North, but, um, we have oyster dressing and, and, um, it, it sounds weird. It sounds gross, but honestly, I grew up on it. My family makes it great. And I, I miss it when we don't have it, but it's, it's really great. The oyster stuffing. So that was my favorite. All right. More beach. (laughs) (laughs) And so do you call it stuffing or dressing? I call it stuffing. I grew up calling it stuffing, but I mean, I kind of use it interchangeably. I don't know. Yeah. But well, I would love for you got for you ladies to tell our listeners what's the best way for people to connect with you. Um, so I'm sorry. Go ahead, Lauren. I didn't know. (laughs) Go for it. Um, well, for, for me on uh, Facebook, it's Lauren Massetti music and on Instagram, it's, uh, Lauren Massetti music, um, on Twitter and, um, uh, on, on Twitter, it's Lauren Massetti, but just anywhere my name is, I'm on all the socials. So just Lauren Massetti. (laughs) 
Um, pretty much for me, my website is AnnaChristinaCash.com and same, I'm just all across the board with the socials like on Twitter, Facebook, um, YouTube, and what's the other one? Instagram. There are too many. I feel like I know. Instagram. I'm just Anna Christina Cash, plain and simple, except I wasn't able to get it on TikTok. I am on TikTok. So I am Anna Christina Cash Music. So it's very long. And that's the only one that's different from the plethora of social media that I have. So yeah. cool. Well, we'll be sure to put some links in our show notes so that people can connect and find you guys and, and support you and buy and stream your music and follow you and just um this has been so fun i'm so encouraged in just the like creativity i hear in both of you so um it's really exciting to to know that there's some some new young blood coming up that's got some great ideas and i love that in the midst of such a hard year that you guys are both drawing inspiration um in using your voice for good and we so need that mm-hmm. all the time, but especially this year. Yeah. All right. Well, we're going to invite you guys to do our sign off with us. All right. So peace be with you. And, and also with y'all. y'all. <laughs> Thank you.